Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon, the series podcast. Where each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, and just whatever else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. Hello. How is everybody today? Smashing. Ooh, very Nigel Thornberry of you. Yeah, try to br- I'm trying to be more cultural. So I'm trying to use terms from other cultures. Smashing is the best one I can think of right now. But speaking the best thing I can think of right now, our other coast is here, Austin. How you doing, Austin? Smashing. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that was my Tim Curry. How was it? Um, Wait, is that what you were going for? I was trying. It didn't work very well. More nasally. More na- in the nasal. Smashing. Yeah. No, no, that was better. That I was think better. that was better. Smashing, Miriam. Yes. Good try. Keep workshopping that. Ugh. Ugh. Alex, you love Tim Curry. I do love Tim Curry. Who doesn't love Tim Curry? So why have you not seen Muppet Treasure Island? I'm just saying. <sighs> okay. Okay, fine. If he's in there, I will. I could possibly be convinced to watch it. Let's rewatch Legend. Oh, God. Perfect movie. Legend is like a once every three decades movie to watch. Aren't we due for one then? Uh, Jacob, have you seen Legend? I, haven't, I, was, I was about to ask. I've explained oh, it. I may have. Oh boy, how do you Is Tim Curry in this? Is Tim Curry? Yes. He's the horny guy. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise is there. God, I, I think I have. Let me, I gotta like look up a picture. A unicorn. I'm trying to remember the plot. This was like two, three years ago we watched this. We watched the extended cut. We did? Which I had never seen before. Yeah. Okay, let me think. There's Tom Cruise who lives in a forest as like a forest boy. And then there's a girl. Who's like a princess? Question mark. I can't. She's remember. only a princess in the extended version. I think is that wrong? I don't know. And then somehow they have to go on a journey. Something about a unicorn, right? There is a unicorn in it. There's a picture of it. There's like, is there like a gremlin or some kind of fawn or something like that? There's like a forest sidekick person. There is. Yeah, and the forest sidekick person is like evil at some point. Oh yeah, and then there's like bubbles. There's like bubbles all over the place at one point. And then they get into some shit, and then somehow the princess girl gets captured by Tim Curry, the devil, and then it turns into, like, a whole different movie for, like, half a second. A better movie. Yeah, if it was just this part, it would be great. Forget all the other stuff. And he's like, be my dark bride. And then she's like, no. And then Tom Cruise is there again. And then I can't remember the end of it. Basically, if it was Labyrinth, it'd be a better movie. Yeah, basically take that plot and put it into this I can't remember. They, like, go through a cave. I don't remember how they... They were in that cave for, like, 400 years. I feel like I aged watching that movie. Probably. (laughs) The best part of the movie with Tim Curry as, like, the devil guy was, like Austin said, it was the best part, but it was literally only, like, three minutes of the film. And the rest was garbage. I can't remember how Hmm. it ended. They end up back in the forest, I guess? I'm not sure. There's multiple endings. Oh, shit. I forgot all about that. Who do... Is this a Del Toro movie, or... Oh, no, no, Okay, no. good. You said Labyrinth. I don't know if you meant, like, Pan's Labyrinth. It was inspired or... Oh, my God. We're going... We're all over the place. Okay, th- I'm thinking of something different. Okay. Wait, what year was Legend? It's Ridley Scott. 85 was Legend. It was? Yeah, I looked it up oh. while you guys were uh, talking about it, just to see if I've seen it. I have not. I heard of it. Okay. 
Movie night. Gotta watch it. Legend. I'll watch that in, like, Blade Runner, I guess. Also, Tim Curry is does, like, a voice in, like, what is it? Command and Conquer 3, and it's, like, really funny. I feel like Tim Curry's in fucking everything. He's in fucking Roseanne. Is he? <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> Wasn't he It, too? The original? Yes. And Clue. <laughs> and Clue? Yes. And he's in, um, was he in Scary Movie, one of them, also? I haven't seen most of those. He's also a voice in Dragon Age Origins. Arl Rendon Howe. Welcome to the Curry Cast, the best podcast about Tim Curry. He deserves it. I'm sure there probably is a Tim Curry podcast. Oh, yeah. He's one of the greatest character actors of all time, for sure. Oh, yes. And that voice, perfect. For him to be as successful as he was, that just did it. The voice. This episode, we're talking about Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> that's right. He was, that's, no, he was not in Scary Movie. He was the uh, butler in that movie. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah, because I, I can remember playing a butler someone. Rob Schneider's in that movie, too. There's a bunch of famous people in that movie. Man, Home Alone 2 just got everyone. Donald Trump. Oh, my uh, God. Don't mention Piers that Piers Morgan's in it, too. Or Piers Morgan. Wait, is he? Yeah, he's the lady in the park. No. Yes. No, he's not. Have you seen that picture? He looks just like Piers the lady. Morgan? Yes. Oh, he looks like the lady in the... Okay. That <laughs> Have you seen okay. that meme? <laughs> no, but I believe <laughs> you it. Have... Oh, my God. Just... I thought you were telling me Piers Morgan <laughs> in, like, drag attire was in Home Alone 2. I'm like, no, he was not. No. <laughs> Let me see if I can find that picture real quick. And let's not oh, forget yeah. about Rocky Horror, Tim Curry. Oh, I thought it was about saying. Yeah, well, mm. I feel like that's his biggest thing, right? I don't know. Is it his biggest thing? I feel like that's the thing most people think about. But Oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> mean to that lady. <laughs> that is mean to that lady. Don't ever compare anyone to him. <laughs> God, okay. Okay. Isn't that disturbing a little bit? <sighs> a little bit. I feel bad for her. It, it's the nose. I think it's it's the it's the facial shape and the nose. But also she's in like movie makeup and they probably like made her looking all like disheveled on purpose. Like She's the best part of that movie too. She's oh, a yeah. badass. She saves the movie. Are we we ready to move on to weeks? We go with movies, yeah. Tinker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was our uh, name the actor segment and then let's go into a movie and just name who's all in that, then we'll compare it to who they look like. That was our segment for that. But anyway, Austin, what'd you do this week? Uh Alex just for context. What? <laughs> she's, oh she's in Home Alone 2? Is that what you're saying? Yes. She's in Home Alone 2. Yes. She makes a cameo yep. on the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex drives past my apartment on her way home from work. Oh, yeah. And I like spontaneously saw, oh, my God, Sheen Ultraman is going to oh be gosh. in a limited release at Fathom Events Theaters. So I texted Alex. I was like, Alex, come with me to go see Sheen Ultraman. And she's like, what the fuck is Sheen Ultraman? And I'm like, I don't really know. Let's go find out. Oh, boy. So we saw a movie, not knowing really what we're getting into, but it was pretty good. Is that Jimmy Neutron? What? <laughs> like Sheen from Jimmy Neutron? Is that oh. Not? No. <laughs> oh. Cause, well, because Ultraman's the, the character that he likes. Ultra Lord. Ultra Lord. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. No. No relation. <laughs> also, no relation to Ultraman from DC Comics. We've had some confusion with that. Yeah, I mentioned it to somebody, and they were like, DC Comics? And I'm like, what? Question mark? What? I was like, no. And then we finally came to a mutual understanding, but... This is Ultraman, Japanese Ultraman. Yes. Yes. Okay. Which I had never heard about. Yeah, we didn't. We were clueless. What do you know about Ultraman and company, Jacob? My guess is that he's like either a cyborg or robot guy that... Nope. No. He's not, really? That's just like from the cover. He wears a mask. Um, he's an... I think that's his face. Alien... He's an alien? Okay. 
I'm way off here. I know he fights other aliens. It's like Power Rangers. It's yeah. like what inspired Power Rangers, right? This is where Power Rangers came Pre-Power from. Pre-Power Rangers. Yeah, Ultraman was the beginning of... I think it was called like Ultraman or something in Japan. The Power Rangers were... It was, I will say, the movie... I, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be really campy in the vein of like Power Rangers. But I think they matured it up quite a bit. It actually was a, a decent movie. It didn't go, the plot didn't go exactly where I thought. I, I would have enjoyed more of, like, the big monster fights. But overall, it was decent, I will say. Was it subtitled? Was it in Japanese? It's yes. a Japanese movie? They just, okay. okay. I, can't, I can't do dubs of live-action films. It's rough. It's really hard. Yeah. Well, we, we thought it might be funny, like, if it was more in the same, like, sort of campy, funny, ridiculousness as, like, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to have like a bad dub, but I'm glad we went to go see the sub because it was a lot of like conference room scenes and yeah, like, like politics convers- like and human government. conversations, yeah. yeah, like serious moments kind of thing. Well, serious in the context of like it wasn't all just like robot fights and kaiju fights and stuff like that. It was a lot of like government. Oh, like how do we use Ultraman kind of thing? Sort right. of, yeah. yeah. Like world politics of yeah. there's aliens and Japan has the aliens and what are we going to do? Like right. send an Ultraman. <laughs> Where does the Sheen part come from? Oh, that's the interesting part. It's part of a series uh, known as like, I don't know the name, Sheen Japan Heroes Universe or something like that. Is that their DC or Marvel? They just call it Sheen. I don't know what exactly it means, but... It's like reinventions of Japanese properties, like iconic properties. So they did Sheen Godzilla, which I've seen, and it was really good. Now it's Ultraman. The next one's going to be Kamen Rider. Ooh. Uh, apparently Evangelion is part of this. Oh, like a live-action Evangelion? Oh, I fucking hope so. That would be insane. That would be amazing. Ooh, I've been wanting a live-action Ava forever. All your dreams may just come true. We'll see. We shall. That's like the most controversial anime ever. So it's imperfect, but I like it. It's a lot. It's interesting. It's. I mean, yeah, it's so good, but there's a lot to it, right? Yeah, all the best stuff is like that, though. Where it's like you just talk. That's what people keep talking about it because no one can fully understand it. Alex, let's your week. Okay. What else? Okay, so yeah, we went to go see that. That was fun. Okay, I've been in a complete obsessive mood over a video game. Which, I know I'm late to the party, I always am, but I'm actually not mad about it because now I can jump right into the second game. So, I've been playing God of War. Have you played God of War, Jacob? I know of it. 2018 God of War, not the original trilogy games. And I know I'm late to the party, like I said, but it's so good. I just beat the game last night. I was blown away. Blown away. Is that the Viking one? Norse mythology, yes. This is the Viking, okay. With your son? Yes. Okay. Boy. It's so good. I can't even I can't even do it justice. It's so good. The music's so good. The graphics are amazing. I mean, I'm playing it for PS4, but it still looks great. A lot of fun. Totally recommend it. If anybody who hasn't played it, I think I'm probably the last person on Earth. I haven't played it. Well, maybe we're the last three people on Earth that haven't played this game, but... Is the second one Ragnarok? Yes. So, which just came out in this past November. So, like I said, I'm actually glad I waited because... I'm not waiting for four years for a game to drop in between. I can just jump right into the second one. I know Norse mythology from Mad Max. <laughs> what? 
Wait, what? Well, that's what isn't like they're trying to see Odin. They talk about like going to see Odin. Are they? Is that in Beyond Thunderdome? No, 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 this is the the reboot one. Is this Fury Road? Because I think I blocked that out of my mind. I don't remember Odin. That's what, I think. Uh, what's his name? The main bad guy says, "In like you will in Valhalla, you will uh, get oh, your rewards. Uh, yeah, and you're, right. you're gonna go mm-hmm. see Odin, and that's why they spray paint themselves silver. Is so when they get to Valhalla, they can actually see to get into it. That's why they go witness me because the more witnesses you have, the shinier your light is, and you can find your way to Odin in uh, Valhalla. Okay, this I did not know. I kind of forgot all about that. Yeah, (laughs) I remember being angry that there was like a supplemental comic book or some shit that you had to read to make sense of the movie plot. And I remember being so angry after watching that movie because I'm like, oh my God, there's all this context that I didn't get because I didn't read some obscure comic book. That's bullshit. And then I got mad about it. Kelsey and I did a marathon of all four Mad Max movies when Fury Road came out and it was a journey, let me tell you. As much of a journey as Zardoz? No, nothing's as much of a journey as Zardoz. <laughs> I still want to see that. Oh, you, please feel free to watch it without me. I can't do that. You can't do that alone. You have to have a support system. You you need a, like a like a medical support system because you're going to faint. Yes, exactly. So why would you want me to do that by myself? I could have a medical emergency all by myself. Jacob, have you seen Zardoz? I don't even know what that is. Is that an old 80s sci-fi movie? Ew. Yes. <laughs> Can we play that game again where you say something and I predict what it is and see how close I am to no it? No one could predict Zardoz. <laughs> the first line in Zardoz, spoiler alert, is the penis is bad, the gun is good. I definitely need some support on that one, starting with that. Movie Jacob, we're going to have like a like a whole month of doing nothing but watching a weird 80s movies. Okay, yeah, I need just this, so you know. I need this journey, for sure. First, we're going to watch Wizard of Oz, though. I've never seen that, so that's a good one to start with. I know you haven't. Then we're going to watch Sound of Music. Then it's going to be all downhill from there. I'm looking forward to it. Find time to pencil us in. I'm behind on the classics. I don't know what's wrong with me. Everyone's behind on the classics. There, there's a million things. I haven't seen any movies, it feels like. There's too much shit. <laughs> Jacob, how was your week? What's your week talk? So, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll just skim through it. I became addicted to pretzel nuggets. Something I've started off with. What what is a pretzel nugget? Ooh, with the peanut butter in it. It's the peanut. It's like the Ooh. perfect. Oh, ratio. those are good. <laughs> so are like, good. Yeah. Okay, that's the first time in a while I've sat down. I don't snack, you know, but I um like I sat down with it and I popped the lid and I was like, I'm gonna have like two or three of these. That's the first time I ever I had like a whole box or something without even realizing it. You can't just have two or three. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's great. Yeah. Well, don't oh keep us God. in suspense. What's the brand? Uh, great value. <laughs> like walmart just go to walmart yeah i feel like they don't have a brand of those like i feel like they're always store brand or like costco or whatever they yeah, i was are. gonna say I, th- I was thinking costco in that big tub yes yeah and i'm always like when i find something new or a new food i like i'm always looking for a different brand to compare with but i like went to tj maxx they had some there and i was like this is awesome and i like threw it in a little cart or whatever and i started looking at them and they didn't look quite right and so like i pick up the box and I look at it and their Kong brand. Oh my oh. god. Pretzel <laughs> <Red some> nuggets. <laughs> well, did Pancake enjoy them? No, I didn't buy them. I like caught myself. Because oh. they didn't look quite right. They were like smaller and thinner. And I was like, maybe this is their like formula or whatever. But they looked human. And then you read in the fine print and it says dog food. I wonder how many people have mistakenly 
eaten those thinking they were human pretzel bites. They were in the human food section too. They weren't like, you know, in the dog food section. So I think when they stocked them, they thought it was like human food. TJ Maxx does not give a shit. <laughs> it don't, apparently. But I'm addicted to those. And I I saw two movies. Did I talk about Bullet Train with y'all? <gasps> oh, I haven't seen that yet. I don't no. think I did. But I saw Bullet Train. If you want to watch a crazy movie where there's like kind of a loose plot where it ties itself together... It's kind of like the Hero Can't Die movie, and there's all these assassins. It's just kind of entertaining movie. Not, like, too much depth to it. That sounds like a good, like, friends, casual conversation while a movie's on. Yeah, it's good to watch with a group of people, because then you can kind of be like, oh, oh, that was a lot better than this other movie I saw, which I saw White Noise. Oh, I've been hearing about that with Adam Driver. Yeah. And you didn't like it? I loved White Noise. You loved White Noise? Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me I haven't seen it yet. You would probably like it a lot. I don't know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Adam Driver is, like, really good in it, though. Like, I think he's a really good actor. I really like him. He carries the movie for sure. The wife does a good job, too. I just don't know her name. She's a very good... Greta Gerwig. Yeah, she's good, too. If it's an Adam Driver movie, I'm more than likely to see it. You know, he carried a whole franchise for, you know, six years, so... Oh, my gosh. Gotta give him credit. Mr. Kylo Ren there? Yeah. I mean, he was the only best part of those movies. That's the only reason I watched them. Yeah, and the way they did him at the end. Oh, Yeah, it was stupid. God, I'm still bitter. All right. Move on before I get upset. Anyway, the episodes this week are Fighting Flyer with Fire. Hmm. Good title there. And For Crying Out Loud. And uh, we're going to, I'll say the warning here. It's, we didn't record last week. It's been a while since we've seen these episodes. So <laughs> good luck to us. I mean, yep. has anyone seen them recently? Austin, you said you didn't. Alex, did you watch them, rewatch them? I watched them today. <laughs> of course he did. Because I'm a procrastinator, but it seems like it worked out in my favor this time, so... <laughs> okay, Alex will be handling the episode single-handedly. Apparently. Alex, your back is going to be hurting from carrying this part of the podcast. <laughs> it's all right. It's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make for all of you. I think this is why Jacob and I were like, let's talk about everything in the entire fucking world other <laughs> no. than Pokemon, because we don't remember. <laughs> this part of the podcast, either it's going to be really long because we trail off, or really short because we have nothing else to say. All right. Well, I guess I'm doing both. Yep. The random- <laughs> randomizer has spoken, and I get the 30-second summary challenge. I put I put an E on your in- into your name, Austin, and it says Austin. Ooh. Austin. That sounds pretty fancy. fancy. Yeah. Alex, you get the-, the uh, for crying out loud. Austin's a cool name. It could be Augustine. Austin yeah. Stein. Austin Stein. <laughs> Austin Stein. I don't know how to do this. This first episode is going to be rough. Do your best. Three, two, one, go. All right, so it's time for a gym battle. And, you know, we got to write Fight Faulkner here, who's the flying type gym leader of, of Johto. Um, we start off with Team Rocket stealing uh, Pikachu, but Faulkner steps in and obliterates them then we go to a major battle with ash and faulkner fighting it out it comes down to charizard we see charizard again and charizard beats his big bad pidgeot to take the 
uh, gym badge, and we ride off to the sunset happier than we were at the beginning of the episode. Time. Uh, let's see how well I took notes for this episode. Well, gym episodes are the worst because it's it's action. Yeah, it's hard to describe action without visuals. We are in Violet City still, and we are finally at the phallic gym, which is a flying type gym. That makes sense, though. Birds are shaped like phallics. The <laughs> are they? <laughs> That's what I see when I look at a bird just flying around. <laughs> just like what is Jacob, that? you might need to go see a doctor. If you ignore their wings and their feet and basically almost everything about the bird, I guess you can make that argument. Yeah, it's the beak. <laughs> does oh it. my god! Oh. <laughs> All right, we're off to a rough start today, and so I is mean, Ash, okay, wait. Because can I make a joke? Can I make a crude joke? Yes. Actually, you know what? I won't. I'm not going to do it. It's too weird. Hold on, I got to get rid of Bully. He's chewing on a bow next to the microphone. I mean, I was going to say something, something like, no, I can't. I can't do it. Just say it. You can edit it out. It's bad. I was going to say, well, I mean, I guess one word for it is like pecker and like a bird. Oh, (laughs) a woodpecker. That's great. Okay, cut that out. No. That was good. (laughs) That was funny. Oh, no. T-Rocketeer, they're from the Pokemon Bureau, and they are going to do a Pikachu inspection before Ash can do his gym battle, and they're all like, okay. Then Team Rocket steals Pikachu and gets away in the balloon, Ash sends out Heracross, and Meowth's like, I got some sap, and Heracross is like, well, fuck Pikachu, I'm going to lick up the sap, because Heracross doesn't know how to look out for a bro. Then a paraglider comes by and defeats Team Rocket with his... Hoot hoot. It's a paraglider? I thought he was flying on Pidgeot. No, no, he's got a hand glider. A hand glider? Where do you take off from? He just flies in. (laughs) So he just waits for (laughs) catastrophe? Was he already just flying around? He's been following them this whole time, waiting for his moment. Oh, he's Sheen Ultraman. I get it. Yeah, Sheen Ultraman comes in, and Ultraman um, does a spin kick (laughs) and sends Team Rocket flying away. Oh my god! That was the best part of the entire film. Do they yell spin kick? No, they actually don't yell at their attacks or anything in that movie. Okay, that's good. That's good. Don't forget, Faulkner almost falls to his death after he gets hit by, like, a poison sting attack. And then I don't know how he, like, lives. Oh, right, Pidgeot. Right, he has a Pidgeot. Faulkner comes to the ground with his Pidgeot. And Ash is like, oh, yeah, I'm a Pidgeot, by the way. I told it I would come back, and I never did, and I never will. But I will one day, but I won't. You know, I really almost had high hope. I had to look it up because I thought, well, maybe like one of the more recent like Journeys episodes will get some kind of re- resolution before Ash like dies. No, apparently he's had a couple flashbacks, but he's actually not seen it. There's still time. Is there? There's still two months. Do you think they will? No. Let's put our bets now. The last episode should be that, though. Like, everybody, like, all the Pokemon he's abandoned, all the Pokemon <gasps> he's ever had, like, ascend upon him. And then he descends into the light with all them carrying him. And then that's when the new protagonists show up. Primeape grabs him from hell and, and becomes an annihilate and drags him down with him. <laughs> they didn't sacrifice a virgin, so. You know what it's going to be? You know at the end of Monsters, Inc., when, like, Sully gets the last piece of the door, and then he puts the thing in the door, and then he opens the thing, and then you don't see Boo, but you hear her voice, and she's like a kitty or whatever. That's what it's going to be with Ash. He's going to put the last piece in the door to the forest, open it, you don't see Pidgeot, and it's going to be like, Ash! And then that's it. (laughs) 
It's gonna say his name. And you don't actually see it, and that's the end of the episode. And the end of Pokemon. I hope Ash is the dad in the new series. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna say, I hope it reveals that Ash is Pidgeot's father. <laughs> what? That makes sense, too. He's integrated with the Pokemon. Ooh, like an Akira thing, and he becomes a giant blob with his Pokemon. No, all right, enough, enough. Back in what's more reality than what we've been discussing, yeah. our hero of the day reveals himself to be Faulkner. And the twerps are like, I bet he's a thief. (laughs) (laughs) Right off the bat. Suspicious group there. Yep. I mean, just look at Faulkner. He he has hair going over one of his eyes. You know he's a thief. Probably smells bad. (laughs) Hangs out with birds all day. I'm sure he does. Godly, can you imagine the load Pidgeot drops? Oh my god. I'm talking about like poop. poop. You're just walking along and then like... (laughs) A swimming pool of bird poop descends upon you. And that was because the Lugia was flying overhead. That would knock you out. The twerps assume that Faulkner is going to kill them. But he says, no, I'm not going to kill you. I'm Faulkner. And there's some bullshit where they don't realize he's the gym leader, even though he is clearly the gym leader. And when he reveals that he's a gym leader, they all go, <gasps> the Pokemon trope. Yep. So now it's time for a battle. And Faulkner has some follower people oh my god <laughs> i wasn't quite sure what this is all about i'm pretty sure they were robots they were all in sync they all like chanted together in perfect synchronization they called scary. themselves uh, faulkner's wings Ooh. <laughs> the wind beneath faulkner's wings the wind beneath us. <laughs> i'm not sure what they were supposed to, were they like monks or something what was happening they were follow i mean these cult leaders own the gyms they were bird people and as we all know bird people are kind different. of different yep there's a lady there who looks like Piers Morgan. <laughs> oh, I was about God. to make that joke. <laughs> oh, Austin. Every time shenanigans acts up, she just throws bread on people and our pigeons come and peck them to death. <laughs> well, we can conclude that Faulkner is a cult leader because he seems, you know, nice, but he actually has a mean streak to him because Faulkner is being portrayed as if he is a dangerous person who's going who actually is going to murder you because he screams as he battles. Faulkner's like certifiable. He's a very angry person. Yeah, we first get a hint of this when Faulkner says that he gets so mad when people think that electric types are stronger than flying types. Oh my god. Misty's like, "Yeah, I understand. I'm a water type gym leader." And he's like, "God, it makes me so angry." Then he punches a hole in a wall. Yeah, then he throws a bird at Ash. And he pops a blood vessel in his eye, and yeah. (laughs) He starts frothing at the mouth. He's very, like, what is it, Brandon, the battle tower guy? Like, he's just very screaming all the time. Brandon's a different But yeah, he's kind of, like, funny. He's funny in, like, an exaggerating kind of way. Faulkner's just sort of, like, an angry, tortured soul type. See, I kind of wish Faulkner was main cast. I wish he was the new Brock, so he could just be angry all the time. That sounds fun. yeah. He just blows every situation out of proportion. Okay, am I the only one? This is super weird and off topic. I thought Faulkner had long hair, and he didn't have long hair. Like down to his waist? No, like, you know, shoulder length hair. I don't know, something about one of his, like, old sprites. I thought he had, like, longer hair. Let's look at Faulkner's design. Like a bird. Like he was raised by birds? Probably. I just googled Faulkner, and the first result is William Faulkner, because I'm an (laughs) idiot and didn't put Faulkner Pokemon. That makes more sense than googling Three Musketeers, like I did, and the first result being the candy bar and not the classical literary novel. No, he never had long hair. He he didn't? Not in past his neck. 
I don't know. He's got a bad haircut. He does have a bad haircut. Probably like Jacob said, because he was raised by birds. Oh, that you're about to say bad haircut. I was like, what the hell? No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only one with a bad haircut here, Alex. We all, well, I can't speak for anybody else but myself. I think we all have our own insecurities that we like to, it's not nearly as bad as we think inside. Let's all be more self-confident, like Faulkner and his bird Pokemon. Faulkner and his endless confidence in himself and his bird Pokemon. But it's actually, I would say it's a very um, thin line because when Faulkner starts to lose, he loses his shit. Yes. We start to battle and Ash has a a poor showing because he sends out his level five Chikorita. What the? Against the flying type gym leader. He's trying to hustle him for sure. Oh, yeah, he knew. He knew all along he had Pikachu and Charizard. He was like, let me throw Faulkner off his game, yep. make him see red, and... Let me get him angry, a little angry to start off with. Then he starts seeing that red, starts throwing birds at me. He's going to be really distracted. Gosh, um, Chikorita loses to Hoot Hoot. And Faulkner's a fucking hypocrite because he said he's so angry about electric types. But he also is like, Ash, you should not have picked Chikorita. It's a grass type, and they are weak to flying types. He doesn't really have a thread of logic going on. He's just angry to be angry. After Chikorita is beaten a single hit, Pikachu knocks out Hoot Hoot in a single hit. And Brock's like, well, yeah, flying types are weak to electric types because Brock has to have his three lines of worthless dialogue per episode. What would we do? You know, sometimes these type matchups, I don't know. They're a little confusing. It helps me out. I appreciate when he explains, like, abilities and stuff and, like, moves with, like, complex uh, effects and stuff like that. But but we're not there yet. There's nothing confusing about any of this. It's still rock, paper, scissors. Well, didn't you forget that grass types are weak to electric types or whatever the hell he was talking about? Well, we can't forget rock types are weak to electric types, which is not true, but <sighs> we seem to always think it is. Oh, no, wait, other way, electric types are weak to rock types, even though they're not. That's right. Aren't they just, like, it's, like, standard... Just, yes. Okay. Um, also standard is Dodrio, because Dodrio cannot fly. Except Faulkner's Dodrio can fly, so it's not standard at all. This is a load of shit. He's just like, it could fly, but in reality, it can just jump like all Dodrio can, I'm assuming? Yes, every Dodrio can do that. Okay, so it's Pikachu versus Dodrio. They do an agility versus agility thing. Pikachu uses Thunder, which looks exactly the same as Thunderbolt, because they haven't bothered to differentiate them yet. And Pikachu wins because Faulkner sucks. Yay. Wait a minute. Can we talk about this part? Yes. This part with Dodrio was kind of ridiculous. Like, it jumps up. Pikachu hits it with the Thunderbolt or whatever, Thunder. And then it gets up again. And Ash is like, no way. How is it still alive? And then it immediately falls over. And then one of the referees is like, okay, Dodrio's dead. And I'm like, what? Like, did you did you guys catch that, like, weird sequence of events? Stretch it out. I gotta stretch it out yeah. to 22 okay. minutes. Okay, it was yeah. super weird. All right. Probably just slowed the animation down to extend it. It was bizarre. It was... Anyway, I think you just had to... You have to see it. It's, I can't explain it. What I also can't explain is now it's Pidgeot's turn, and Pidgeot defeats Pikachu with a whirlwind attack, which doesn't do any damage. Hey. But he's tired. Pikachu's tired. Pikachu had enough of bullshit mm. for the one day. He just tanked on purpose. He didn't want to get covered in Pidgeot bullshit. Or Literally. Pidgeot bird <laughs> shit, I guess. Oh my god. So now it's time for the big, the trump card. Charizard. I look away for a second and I turn back and Charizard's wing was injured somehow. Charizard, like, died immediately. Like, it just, he comes out and then 
I had to rewatch it twice, actually, because I couldn't, I was with you, Austin. I couldn't see, like, what happened. And honestly, I still don't understand, like, how it got hurt. But I'm just like, okay, now Charizard's on the ground. Everyone blinked at the exact same time when Charizard was on his back. You don't know either? I think it pecked its, uh, one of its wings. Did it? Oh, okay, sure. That's as good of an explanation as any. We'll just, yeah, that's fine. Big first. Brock is like, Charizard can't fly. Ash can't win the match. And Ash is like, I know Charizard can't fly, but Charizard, try to fly. And so then Charizard can fly. The power of positive thinking. Apparently. Also, I know you're not gonna you're not gonna talk about Faulkner and how he starts like antagonizing Ash. No, because I saw this episode seven days ago and I don't remember it. So please feel free to illuminate us. Is this even like allowed? Because and I don't know, Jacob, do you have thoughts on this? Like Ash is like, Charizard, oh no, you gotta fight even though you're critically injured somehow. And I know you can do it, and I wouldn't ask you to do anything I wouldn't do. And then Faulkner's like, no, no, you better give up. You're a terrible trainer making your Pokemon fight. Just give up because you're not going to win. Is this standard gym leader behavior? This is scary. Remember, they're unregulated. The gyms are unregulated. Faulkner is a mess. He's just a mess. He's very scary. He's like, and then they zoom into his face. And then they've got, he's got those like lines under his eyes. Not the same squiggly cute lines as Ash, but like, the ones that denote, like, bags under a character's eyes when they're, like, really angry and he's, like, grimacing and he's just, like, yelling and he's like, forfeit, forfeit, Ash, you're never gonna win, you're never gonna win! And then <laughs> Ash is like, no! I love your Faulkner impression. Oh my, no! No. Very Palpatine. Do you think he's so angry because he hand glides so much? Maybe the high altitude. Yeah, the high altitude constantly. is getting less oxygen. Oh. Less oxygen. Yeah, his yeah, brain so is, yeah. Is that like how you're more likely to cry on a plane because oxygen is that, or whatever? Is that a real thing? Apparently. See, I thought I don't they were fly just sad. Planes, so. oh. See, I, I, I think this is a good explanation, Jacob. He's obviously has like high altitude brain addle disease, and that's why he's the way he is. Oh, that radiation too. Yeah, he's closer to the sun, too, so he's got more UV exposure. It all makes sense. That's just my diagnosis. Yeah, he needs medical attention, really. He's going to be walking around with an oxygen tank in a couple <laughs> years, for sure. Did he die? Maybe he died in a hand gliding accident. He flew too close to the sun. He crashed into it. Speaking of crashing, Charizard grabs Pidgeotto, or whatever, Pidgeot, mid-agility, <laughs> um, does some fire spinning, and does the finisher of Seismic Toss, and Pidgeot's down for the count. Get wrecked. And Ash gets the badge. First gym badge. Hooray. Hooray. It didn't seem very, um, like, it didn't have a lot of impact. It was just like, oh, he won. Oh, okay. All right, next. I thought he lost this battle. Ash should have lost this battle? Because when Charizard gets hit, I thought it was about to be like a Charizard goes down thing. I thought we were going to have a lesson here. I didn't know we just won the first try at it. I don't want to spend another 15 episodes going to Violet City. I thought it was going to be a two-parter for real. Like, I thought it was going to be one of those, like, cliffhangers, like, dun-dun-dun, Charizard's down, oh my god, Pidgeot's going to win, and then it was going to be a whole second episode. He doesn't say anything at the end. He just gets the badge, and where are we going to next? Azalea Town. Azalea Town. All right. Did Faulkner, oh, Faulkner did say, like, maybe you'll see your Pidgeot again, and Ash is like, yeah, bye. What we didn't see was Faulkner has already found Ash's Pidgeot and is keeping it captive. It would have been better if Faulkner's Pidgeot was Ash's old <gasps> Pidgeot. Like, and like in the Charizard battle, they show like flashbacks of them being together. And then Pidgeot's just pissed because he got left. The one time they were frozen in the cave and nothing else. That's something. 
too bad they didn't make it that like oh i found this pidgeot like or yeah <laughs> lying like broken and beaten on the ground surrounded by spiros and and stuff like that and he's like i saved it nursed it back to health and then ash is like oh my god and then we see his like secret guilt because he knows that that's his pidgeot is Pidgeot happy with Faulkner is what the real question is? No, I don't wish that upon Pidgeot. I don't Pidgeot was so nice. <laughs> I guess that's it for that episode. Right, we got another badge. We've gotten two? One. 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 Okay, one badge now. It's it feels forever. like we should have two by now, but it's just one. Yeah, just one. Okay, one badge down. Three more to go <laughs> before we can do the uh, Orange Island games again. Right. Austin's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm looking at Jacob like he's crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Orange Islands? What? I want to go back. Oh my god! <laughs> let's just okay. Let's just go back and start watching the Orange Islands episodes. Oh again. my god! I don't think I could handle that. Each time you discover something new. That's a once in a decade type <laughs> endeavor. I knew we were not going to appreciate the Orange Islands while we should. I was like, we're going to miss this when it's gone. Are we? I do. He's missing it. Anyway. Let's do MVP and LVP for this. Oh, shoot. I didn't even write anything. Oh, my God. I knew it was missing something. I don't I don't have a quote. Like, I've been really bad about the quotes lately. <laughs> I just don't. Just make up something. Nobody would yeah. know. Austin, you're first followed by myself and then Alex. When The quote I will go with is when Faulkner's creepy robot people, <laughs> at the very end of the episode, they go, in unison, Pidgeot, get up. Pidgeot, get up. Pidgeot, get up. And Pidgeot does not get up. Oh my god. The mantra doesn't work. I guess my LVP will be Chikorita. Yeah. Jacob seemed to like that choice. That's probably the best one. And my MVP. Oh, Jesus. Actually, can I change my LVP? I'm going to change my LVP to someone who you would not expect. I'm changing it to Heracross. Oh. Mm. Heracross is so easily dissuaded from doing anything helpful. I'm sorry, Heracross is cute and one of my favorite Pokemon of all time, but I forgot how bad Heracross was. He needs to get it together. Austin, Heracross needs help. He's like an addict. He needs <laughs> help. Need help. Oh, okay, that's fair. He needs an inter- intervention. That's no excuse for his behavior with Bulbasaur. That's true. That's a separate issue, but I'm talking about his, like, sap addiction. He needs an intervention. He needs some assistance. I'm going to give it to Heracross. Sorry, Mr. Cross. Mr. Cross. <laughs> yeah. That's what they should have named him. That is awesome. That's shocking. Someone else can have Chikorita. My MVP will be, I don't I don't know, Misty, because she was trying to be nice to Faulkner when he was clearly unstable, <laughs> but she made an effort, I guess. Okay. <laughs> there was an attempt, right? Yeah. I'll give my LVP to Brock. For his useless insight. Oh. I'm going to give my MVP to Charizard. Mm. For, I guess, getting Nash this badge. He overcame, I don't know, a weakness. He got hit. Whatever. I don't know. Something happened. He won. Enjoy Charizard while you can. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Um, my quote is going to be the very beginning when Faulkner hand glides in, calls out Pidgeot. Pidgeot destroys Team Rocket. He lands calls back Pidgeot, and just sits there and says, bird is the word. Oh, my God. That's my quote. Sure. I remember that perfectly. Oh, my God. Okay, you guys really left me with nothing here. Scraping the bottom Look of you the high and dry, like a bird. Like a bird. Flying pecker. I'm like a bird. Something fly away. I don't know where my home is. <laughs> 
sings that? It was that Christina Aguilera. I can't no, remember. No, it was not. I don't know. That was the first person that popped in my head, too. That's what I thought for sure. Are we sure? I don't know. It's Nelly Furtado. Oh, sorry, Nelly. I, f- I forgot it was you. Okay, let's see. I'm trying to stall for time because I don't know. Okay, MVP, I'm going to give it to Arbok for shooting down Faulkner. Only too bad it didn't work. But I'll give Arbok MVP for trying. Should have killed him. Could have killed him. <laughs> Could have saved us all from that terrible gym battle. LVP. I'm going to give it to Ash because what the hell, Ash? What was that piss poor showing? The Chikorita thing, of course, but also forcing Charizard to fly on an injured wing. Yeah, the Chikorita thing was Ash's fault. Chikorita had no agency in that situation. No. He should have known better for sure, but also like pushing his Pokemon. Like, you don't just say, hey, Pokemon, are you feeling better? I think you are. Okay, cool. You're better now. Like, you don't just do that. Quote. Hmm. Okay, the part where they, where Team Rocket kidnaps Pikachu and Jesse catches him in a jar or something, and she's like, go ahead, shock around the clock if you like, and then James says, that's because our insulated jelly jar puts Pikachu in a current jam. hey Alright. We got one badge down, seven more to go, and another hundred episodes for a get there. More than a hundred. Okay. Yeah. Get ready, Jacob. Hold in on. three. Hold, I gotta, hold on. This next episode, in case you forgot, is for Crying Out Loud, also called Crybaby Merrill and Spanish. Or Japanese. Spanish. Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Spanish title? Let's find out. The Ombre Merrill. The, the Man Ambro- <laughs> the Merrill? Man- what? The Merrill Man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, cutting that out. In <laughs> no. three, two, one, um, go. All right, so we beat Faulkner, like I said. And we got to move on, we got to go to somewhere else. Um, Brock meets a girl, and they find a Meryl, and this thing is just crying like a baby, and everyone's getting really mad about it, and they think about leaving it in the forest to die, but they decide not to. Um, it escapes again, the girl shows up, Brock's like, I should help this girl, but I don't want to let her find Meryl, and she leaves me, so he leads her off the beaten path to not find Meryl, but hey, they find Meryl. The end. Time. <laughs> Go. Okay. All right. This is the Misty episode that we haven't gotten in a while, and oh boy. A lot happens, right? This is a ton. I felt bad because, as we will see going through this episode, and I'll be highlighting the problematic elements, the first time we get a Misty episode in a long time, and they make her this problem person. Like, why does Misty always have to be the problem person? I feel like I gotta stick up for her because she's, like, the girl character, but I don't know. This wasn't a good showing for Misty. Like Jacob said, we are on our way to Azalea Town after just winning our first badge in Violet City. Yes, Austin? They're going to Azalea Town because it's where the next gym is. No mention of Kurt in the GS ball. They've forgotten that. Just like I've forgotten that. Just coincidentally, they're going to what the original goal was because they've forgotten. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up because I literally forgot. (laughs) After we had the Quagsire episode with the ball and everything. Whoops. Okay, so we are in some random place, and they're walking along the riverfront, and Misty remarks on all the beautiful waterfront houses, and Brock, he wonders if he'll meet his beautiful soulmate in this beautiful neighborhood that they're at, which, surprisingly, they see a girl with a parasol, and she looks very, like, Victorian era. I don't know, she's got, like, that high neck dress thing with, like, a big brooch on the front. I thought this was gonna go somewhere else, like, 
I don't know, she was going to have, like, a sad tale or, like, she was going to be a ghost or something. Oh, oh, that would have been cool. Like, the ghost of Maiden's Peak. Maybe that was what I was thinking of. We got a ghost girl before JoJo's done. Ooh. We needed a ghost girl now, though, because that could be why the Meryl's crying, because his trainer died. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, th- I was thinking something more tragic was going to happen, but no, nothing so deep as that. Uh, anyway, so Brock sees this girl, and he tries to go up to talk to her, but before he can do this, they are interrupted by a Meryl. Um, this Meryl has a bow on its tail, but nobody sees the bow until Misty decides she wants to catch it and she throws the Pokeball at its head and it smacks it and knocks it the fuck out. I'm assuming that's really painful because it's got a big giant welt on its head and it starts to shriek and cry in pain, which wouldn't you? I've cried before after getting hit in the head. Yeah. I went to one of those like fake snow places, you know, where they like generate the fake snow and it's like at a kid's place. Somebody, I guess a piece of ice broke off from (gasps) like a frozen part broke off and somebody chunked it and it hit me right in the head and I had to go home. You know who it was? Who (laughs) was was it? It was Chikorita. Uh, Oh yeah, with a big icicle. That's right. My God, Jacob. Well, hopefully you're okay because I'm I'm sure that was very painful. You weren't like concussed or anything, were you? No, no, I don't remember. So. Oh oh my God. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you at the time? I had to be single digits. I was happy, too. <laughs> I was there for about 10 minutes, and then kunk. Yeah, so, understandably, Meryl starts crying and screaming in, like, supersonic levels. But never fear, Brock is here, and he manhandles it into submission and gets it to stop crying. Misty is very confused by this, because she's like, oh my god, what did I do? Like, why are you crying? Like, every time she goes up to it, it starts busting out into tears, and she doesn't seem to understand the reason for this. But they're interrupted suddenly by Team Rocket, who, <laughs> this is, they, I think they stole this tractor from what's-his-face? Paul? Yeah. What was this, what was that guy's name with the Ladybug girl? Oh, shit. I know what uh, you're thinking. Mi- I just Mr. said Paul. Mr. Nelson? No, that wasn't right. No, oh, Nelson God. sounds close, though. No, we had a whole thing. <laughs> Mr. God. Uh. Quick, Austin. <laughs> Let me go back. I'm trying. I'm How many trying, episodes I'm trying, was this I'm ago? It was, it was a couple episodes ago. Okay, we'll get there. Let me see. This is important stuff to know. I know. God's killing me. This is not with the one with the tower burning down, right? No. No, it's not about with Spout. The Ladybug episode. The Ladybug with the tractor and what's her face with the whistle. Ignorance is blissy. No, the whistle stop. The whistle the stop. Mr. God, Lee, what's this guy's Franklin? name? Franklin? No, that's not right. No. Mr. Douglas. Mr. Douglas. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jacob. Mr. Douglas. So Team Rocket has stolen Mr. Douglas's tractor. That was a long way to get to that joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can we make Douglas, Mr. Douglas a recurring character? Yes. It's also the most inconvenient way to travel. To My tractor? I mean, yes. I don't know. I don't know, though. This tractor seemed like it had a V8 under there. So they drive up disguised as farmers, and they they have the weirdest southern accents I've ever heard. They're like, why don't you come along with us, and we'll take you to wherever, and you can ride in the back with the hay. And they do, except for Team... This is Team Rocket's tractor mobile robot mecha thing. So it, like, detaches the back part, and they make off with Meryl and Pikachu in a pair of makeshift hands that are sprouting out of the side of the tractor. Mr. Douglas is into some weird shit. He is. <laughs> so you think this was originally on the tractor? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't do any modifications to oh, it. So they, were, they didn't take, like, pimp my tractor or something like that. They just let it go. This is 100% Mr. Douglas's tractor. Meowth can't drive very well because Meryl starts to scream, and so he crashes off of the cliff. Again, the, the talking cat is operating the vehicle. Just just point that out. He's the only one that can drive. Didn't we have an episode or something? Either we already did or we will. I can't remember. They all blur together. Or James is like, I can't drive or something like that. Yeah, turn attack. <laughs> turn attack. Oh, that's right. And and I feel like Jesse just has no interest in, in why would she drive when Meowth could drive. So yeah, so they crash off the road in a fiery hell ball and Misty's like, don't worry, I got this. I'll run down this 90 degree angle cliffside. Ash runs into a tree and almost dies from a concussion. But Misty saves them but ends up falling into a river. And Ash and Brock are like, whoops, nothing we can do. Bye, Misty. We'll see you downstream. This should be all right. They wave to her as she goes by, screaming. <laughs> yeah, she's waving, like trying to swim. And they're like, oh, look, she's, she's okay. You're right. I think he's like, we'll see her downstream. Bye, good luck. <laughs> so ignore the rabbits and, uh, you know, waterfall. There's the one river in the entire Pokemon world that does not immediately feed into a waterfall. Keep your legs tucked up because I read something recently, waterfall safety tips. If you have your legs extended down, they might get caught up under a rock and you could break your legs when you're getting rushed downstream. So keep your legs tucked to your body. You try to, you just, your option is just float, go with it. What else are you going to do? And then I also was reading like how to survive a trip over a waterfall. I feel like it's mostly just luck. Like you can do anything you want to do, but if there's a, a misplaced rock at the bottom, you're screwed either way. But thankfully, Misty doesn't die in a horrible waterfall accident. But before we go back to her, the girl from before, if you forgot about her, she runs up and she's like, where's my Pokemon, you thief? She's a badass. Yeah, she is. Why does everybody think everybody else is a thief? Admittedly, they stole her Meryl and got on a truck and drove away. That's true. And then threw it off a cliff. That is true. And, and she was close enough from before to where she probably saw all this happening. There's a lot of theft in Johto. I don't know why anybody would want to steal a Meryl, but here we are. Brock is like, never fear, we'll help you get your Meryl back. And she introduces herself as Wilhelmina. Back downstream, Misty is on the beach with Meryl and she's like, okay, we gotta find Ash. And Meryl, of course, is crying and she's like, shut your motherfucking gob, Meryl. This is no time for this. And she screams at it. This is like Faulkner Misty going on here. Yeah, I think she's channeling some kind of, like, I don't know, the anger rubbed off on her. Because she screams at it that it's... And then she calls it a crybaby. She's like, you're being such a crybaby right now. All you were was kidnapped by me and then various other people. Yeah, kidnapped. Calm down. Yeah. Put Forget into a trauma. dangerous... Yeah. Put into a dangerous situation, crashed into a I river. I hit you in the head with a metal ball. It's been systematically abused since the beginning of this episode. And Misty has the audacity to ask what's wrong with it. When she does that, though, I'm, I'm glad for Meryl. It stood up for itself, and it slaps her. And then she's like, okay, Meryl. I guess she remembered back from when Tracy had his Meryl. She's like, okay, use your radar ears. Love how Tracy is referenced inadvertently like this, but he's not mentioned by name at all. <laughs> she should have been like, who was that guy that was with us? He said they could, like, see ultraviolet rays or something. So, <laughs> yeah. He who shall not be named. Used to draw people really weird, smelled kind of funny. She does reference it in sort of an offhand kind of way. She's like, well, maybe this Meryl is just too young. It's a baby and it can't use its ears very well yet. 
because it's not having much luck finding Wilhelmina or Ash or anyone. And so then she screams at it to hear faster because it's just not hearing fast enough. It probably blew its eardrums out <laughs> by screaming <laughs> at it. Probably, yeah. Well, it's probably full of water. All the, its ears are full of water and they're blown out from the screaming. So, so Meryl traumatized sees a butter free and decides to chase it into a field where it starts spraying water everywhere and this enrages the local beedrill population and they start getting chased during the chase i guess they like run into misty like during this and then they're like just back at the beginning where they left her to fend for herself downstream they're like okay misty seems like you got this well in hand good luck with those bees <laughs> That would be so bad. They just let her go. They like, Rock's like, quick, everybody under Wilhelmina's parasol. (laughs) They leave Misty to fend for herself. They really show what they think of her this episode. Oh my gosh. Some characters are expendable. Clearly. I don't understand how they got separated again. Misty just like runs by and then they don't know where they are. Yeah, well, yeah. So they run away because the bees are chasing them. I don't think she even got that far away from them, but like you're right, they get separated again, and then there's a storm that rolls in. Orange Islands. Yes, they're like, oh no, Misty ran down the road like a hundred feet. Guess she's lost. We'll find her after the storm. Let's go in the opposite direction and circle the Earth, and hopefully we'll find her on the way. Yeah. The storm comes, Meryl gets scared, freaks out, and tries to run out from, like, the tree that they're staying in, and it almost gets killed by a falling tree that gets struck by lightning. But Misty heroically saves it, and she's like, you can't go doing that! You almost got yourself really hurt, you stupid animal. <laughs> Did anyone else think of the Rugrats movie? Or was that just me? What happens in the Rugrats movie? You're talking about movie? when uh, Tommy and his little brother like are alone and he, start, he starts crying yeah. and then Tommy like tries to kill him. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. He tries the to. The Rugrats movie is a nightmare horror show of death and murder. Oh my god. But I'm specifically thinking of the part where the tree falls on Phil and kills him. What? And they're crying because Phil always liked to climb on trees and now a tree climbed on him. But it turned out he was alive. Oh, he ran away. Oh, my God. As he goes up there to see if he can see him. Is that what he does? I can't remember. It was during a thunderstorm. Yeah. That movie. Oh, my God. That movie is traumatizing. Okay. Yes. So Misty saves Meryl from certain death by heroically pushing it out of the way of the tree. Um, then Team Rocket's there. I guess they showed up somehow. I didn't really pay too much attention to this part. But lo and behold, Ash is there. Chikorita saves Misty from falling a second time into the river. And the day is saved. And they beat Team Rocket pretty handily. And Wilhelmina's like, give me back my Pokemon, for God's sake. I need to get away from you freaks. And they're like, okay, goodbye. And then they leave. Well, there's one trip Wilhelmina does not want to get away from. Brock? Mm Mm-hmm. She likes Brock? She's like, I hope we'll meet again, goodbye, and then she immediately leaves. She invites Brock to come stay at her parents' mansion or something. Yeah, Ooh. but then they don't. She wanted she wanted Brock to fuck her, but whatever. <laughs> Poor Brock. Why didn't he stay, though? He had, a- he had to follow Ash and commentate on his stupid battles. I don't know. Misty and Meryl, though, are very sad at the end because apparently Meryl has Stockholm Syndrome from its traumatizing time in the woods. No happy endings here. Just like real life. Yep. No happy endings. Okay. MVP, LVP, and quote. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Alex, me, and then Austin. MVP. I didn't write anything down either because I completely forgot. 
I'm going to give it to Wilhelmina because she rocked that parasol and not a lot of people can do that. Mm, her and Princess Peach. Yep. I wonder if she can use it to float. All right. LVP, Misty for being horrible. Oh. Wow, I think it's a, is that the first time you've ever given it to Misty? No, I've given it to her for some okay. other reasons. Again, like I said at the beginning, I feel like a kindred, like I need to defend her, but sometimes she's indefensible, and I feel like this is one of those episodes because she was really terrible, um, and she was having some secondhand rage, I guess, left over from Faulkner. Maybe they had like a psychic transference of anger or something. Yeah. Well, okay, let's see. Quote. How about this? All right, when when Wilhelmina introduces herself to the group. Yes. <laughs> she's like, my name is Wilhelmina, Brock. And Brock says, did you hear that, Ash? Her last name is the same as my first name. And Ash says, yeah, what a coincidence. That was great. That was a great use of filling lip flops. I know. Yep. They couldn't have done it better if they tried. All right, my MVP, I'm going to give it to Meryl for suffering through and making it because these people like we talked about kidnapping them and a lot of trauma there hopefully Meryl's still the same my LVP I'm gonna give it to Mr. Douglas (laughs) (laughs) I knew it he's tractorless (laughs) so good luck plowing those fields he's probably have to do it by hand or use a ponita to drag it ponita to drag the plow ponita yeah something rapid dash something fast Plow that field. Um, is that the real pronunciation? Ponyta. There is no real yeah. pronunciation. They're all made up words. Ponita. I like it. Technically, the correct pronunciation of Pidgeot is not Pidgeot. It's, it's Pidget. Pidget. Oh, we said Pidget. that at the same time. Pidget. Okay. You learn something new every day. Quote is going to come from James. It's when he pulls up on the tractor carrying the hay on it. And they pull up and Ash goes, hey. And James goes, Hey, it's for horses. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, my MVP is going to be Ash because he carried Togepi around for the day. And I thought that was really cute. He never does that. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. Plus, Togepi should have been his in the first place. Kind of. That's okay. That means that it could go away and like we wouldn't have to see it after Misty left. My LVP will be... Brock for not going with this rich girl who offered her mansion to him. Brock, why'd you do that? That was dumb. Is he still traumatized from Professor Ivy? I don't know. Hmm. I have several quotes. One of them is, at the very end of the episode, Brock kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit when he says, Bye for now. I'll never see her again. Oh. That, that did not get a very good response. <laughs> I don't I don't understand the fourth wall. I don't wall either. I, I broke it. <laughs> they always... <laughs> Jacob and I were both like, what? I thought there was more. I, we're, I thought you were setting us up at the yeah. uh, see her again. Like he was gonna be like, she'll never be drawn or something like that. This is goodbye because for they're now. always like, we'll see you again. And they never see any of these fucking people ever again. Okay, oh, sorry. I, guess, oh, I was going for the more just a hopeless romantic. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll change my quote because that did not get a very good response. <laughs> I'll say another Brock quote. This cliff is per- the perfect place for our first meeting. And Missy says, yeah, as soon as she meets you, she can jump right off. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. Whoa, savage. Whoa. They had some good one-liners today. Ash, though. <laughs> that was a much better one. Can I just can I just give another, like, sassy Ash roast yes. quote? Okay. Sashy. Sashy. Brock says, after, like, they first meet it, and it keeps crying every time Misty is coming up to it. And Brock's like, seems like this Meryl is scared of you for some reason. 
And Misty says, I wonder why. And Ash says, it must have gotten a good look at you. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're being mean to each other. He's lately. I like it. It's like it's like early season one all of a sudden. Yeah. The, when like the writing too. was still good. Uh, being around Faulkner just fucked them all up, you guys. He had an aura. He's one of those people that just instantly makes the room mad. That's it. These episodes this week. What's next? What's on the menu next? Austin? Well, we have two different possibilities. Ooh. One possibility is we will be taking a break from the Johto anime and we will be reading two novels, well, chapter books. From the Pokemon anime novelization series by Scholastic. And those two will be Race to Danger and Talent Showdown. So read those, you two. Yes. You two, Jacob and Alex, read those. It should take you about 20 minutes. You got too much faith in me. If that ends up not happening because Jacob and Alex don't want to read, we'll instead just be doing the next two JoJo episodes. So be here and find out. It's a mystery. Ooh, I like the suspense aspect. We should end every episode like this. Will we be doing Pokemon next week? Will we be doing Yu-Gi-Oh? Find out. We'll be watching Zardas, whatever it is called. Zardas. Oh my Zardoz. god. Zardas. Y'all, that might have to be our April Fool's episode. Okay. Oh my god. Does anyone else anything to say, or are we ready to close it out? I'm ready. You know, we like to say thank you all for listening, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. If you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to out of the drawing pan at gmo.com. Again, that is out of the drawing pan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at out of drawing pan. Again, our handle is out of drawing pan. And join us next time as this journey continues.